0: Hello and welcome to the Church Music Makers Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Harmon. Who are the people who have encouraged and inspired you as a musician? If I were to list all mine off, it would be probably about a 30-day podcast at least. But I want to focus in on just two because they've been on on my mind a lot lately. Um, because, well, uh, this last Saturday, um, was the fifth anniversary of my father's passing, which also was the same day as the passing of his mother, 17 years before that. So both of them were the ones who probably were the biggest, encouragers and inspirers for me of being a musician, but more than that, being a musician in the church. And so I want to take time just to, to share a little bit about them and their their encouragement of me and lessons that I've learned, but then also how we can in turn inspire and encourage others. So I want to first start with my grandmother. Uh, she was born in 1906. And was blessed to live 93 years. Um, It's amazing um, the opportunity that I had growing up, uh, living not too far away. We lived about an hour away from her um, until after my grandfather passed away in 1987. And she moved then about 30 minutes closer. And so we were able to spend time with her regularly. And it was something that i i treasure and and still absolutely think of very very fondly but she played the piano she played the cello she played the organ and two of those three which would not be the cello um, were things that i ended up picking up in my life Um, and and thankful for those opportunities. In fact, um, in the room here where I am recording this podcast, sitting right behind me and what I use daily in my music lesson business is the piano that she and my grandfather bought and the metronome that she used probably for most of her life. And I'm very thankful to have those two things. In fact, both of them um she passed along to me when i was in fourth grade because well i didn't have a piano now the great part was we lived next door to a church so i could just go next door and practice but once my grandparents decided that i was committed to learning music to having that desire to put in the work as a musician That's when they gifted me that piano. And it's something that I treasure to this day. And the thing is, for her, I, I come back to a saying that she said over and over again. And that is, good, better, best. Never let it rest until the good is better and the better is best. My grandmother was, was a diligent woman, a diligent worker. I rarely ever heard her complain. I very rarely heard her say a crossword. Of course. Yes. When I was a child, I was corrected by her many times, but in regard to other people, in regard to circumstances or anything else like that. I never heard a complaint or a crossword from her. She lived through the Great Depression. She lived through difficult circumstances. My grandfather had heart problems um, from the mid 1950s until uh, his passing in 1987. And so she had to raise children and care for her husband growing up for her. One of the things that happened was she and her family shared a house. Now, not just her parents, um, grandparents, aunt and uncle all lived in that house. And so she learned from a very early age, how to care for others. And let me tell you, my grandmother was always ready and willing to serve. And that's something that obviously was rubbed off and passed on to my dad, which I'll get to in a second. But one of the very important things for her and my grandfather was being involved in the church. Even in the 1960s, when they had to move out to the suburbs because the neighborhood that they were living in was becoming a little bit more difficult to live in. They still drove to their church, which was about a 20 minute drive every Sunday. And so that was something that was, importance to her. And that rubbed off on my dad because my dad became a pastor. And he was a pastor for over 55 years. And that heart of service was absolutely evident in my dad. He was always willing to pitch in, always willing to help, Obviously, the church was a priority uh, and was something that was extremely important to him. And for the longest time growing up, I really struggled with that because I felt like our family came second to the church. And honestly, it did. But looking at it now, being a father myself, having spent time as a minister, music minister, not a pastor, but I, I can understand and am actually thankful for the work and the service that he put in. And it's taken me a long time to really process through that and make sense of it. But my dad paid attention to details with people. He loved people. That was very, very evident. Um, One example, and this was this is absolutely totally blew my mind. This is after he had retired from full time ministry and was still helping out a little bit. But this was just his character. When we had his visitation the night before his funeral, uh, this woman came up to my mom and she said, I'm from the Ford dealership. Yes, the Ford dealership. No connection with my dad through church or anything like that. She said, He was such a very caring and wonderful man. It was very clear from my interactions with him. Here is my card. If you need anything with your cars, let me know. That's the kind of impact my dad had on people. Even if he's not telling them about Jesus, (laughs) he was still witnessing and caring for other people through his interactions. and That's something that I... Strive to do every day and I fail miserably at in comparison to him. But I keep trying every day. But the thing is, for me as a musician, my dad was the one who introduced me to Bach, to Vivaldi, to George Telemann, to Paul Mons, organ music. It was because my dad was regularly listening to those records. And I was surrounded by that. That shaped and molded and influenced me. So much so that when I was in the second grade... My dad took me to a Paul Monts hymn sing. It was about a 30 minute drive away, but I wanted to go. And it was such an amazingly huge impression for me. Getting to hear and watch this music that I had heard for so long. Okay. Okay. I wasn't that old, but still for so much time in my life in person to get to see the man who made these improvisations happen. It was amazing. And then to top it off, I got to meet Paul Mons. You better believe that that experience Was very formative for me. It was the reason that I decided that I was going to become an organist someday. But my dad was always, always encouraging. He had his own way of doing it though. And again, for the longest time I had a hard time with it because he knew the music that I played. Because he would always hear me practicing because we lived right next to the church. And of course, there's really no other place that you can practice an organ at that point other than the church. And so he knew the music. And so his encouragement to me was, I heard a few mistakes. And I always took that as a criticism, a negative criticism. Why can't my dad... Just be proud of me. Why can't my dad just support me and say it's good. It's going good. While I go back to what my grandmother said. Good, better, best. Never let it rest until the good is better and the better is best. My dad was saying that not as a negative, but as an encouragement. Make it better. Make the better best. But my dad encouraged me in his own way as well of buying music for me. Sometimes, especially once I got out on my own and in college, um, he would buy me music that I already bought for myself. <laughs> and he would get so mad at me because I wouldn't tell him that I bought Well, I don't need to tell him. I had to buy it, so I bought it. But that was his way of encouraging me. That was his way of supporting me. Obviously, paying for lessons, paying for my trumpet, starting in fifth grade, paying for my organ lessons in high school and driving me to my organ lessons, which again was 30 minutes away. But the great part was it was in the same town where my grandmother lived. And so I think that gave him an excuse to go see his mom. But because of those two people, I became the musician that I am. Not perfect, not perfect by any stretch. But always striving to be better and always striving to make the better best. But also influenced by their character. Influenced by the people who they were. Not perfect. No, 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 not perfect at all. But people who loved others, who served others, who cared for others. And that, ultimately to me, is probably the biggest lesson that I learned in my 18 years of music ministry. When you're doing music ministry, it's not about the music. It is, but that's not the ultimate part of it. It's the ministry of music. Not only how the music ministers to those in the congregation and encourages and lifts up and strengthens the worship life of the congregation. Oh, there's that. But also how The music ministers to those who are making it. When we let the music speak to us and speak through us, we grow. We are changed. And in that working together and in that ministry of music, we have the opportunity to love each other, to care for each other, to serve one another. In the 15 months now that I haven't been a full-time church musician, probably the biggest thing that I have missed isn't the music. I mean, I'm, I'm in my church choir and I get to sing. I get to make music and it's absolutely fun to not have to direct and be responsible. But what I miss is leading my choir, leading my handbell choir in praying together at the end of rehearsal. Now, we, we do pray. My, my church choir prays at the end of rehearsal. My handbell, handbell choir that I'm in at my church, uh, we pray together at the beginning of the rehearsal. But that opportunity to lead people in prayer is something that I probably miss the most out of all of it. Because it's that opportunity to serve and encourage one another. But that's the thing is that when we find those encouragements. And I'm going to guess. And probably rightly so. That every one of you listening to this podcast. Can list off 2, three, five, 20, 100 people. Who have encouraged you. Who have influenced you as a musician, but more than a musician, as a minister. And the cool part is, I bet that there's one, two, five, ten, a hundred, three hundred people who can say the same thing about you. That you are encouraging and you are influencing them. And we have that opportunity. It's not about, you know, it's not about us and our name, right? Look at how great of a musician this person is. That's not it. Because I can tell you for a fact that at my dad's visitation and at his funeral, there was no one that came up to myself, my mother, my sisters, anyone in my family and said, you know, I remember that sermon that Pastor Harmon preached. And that was the thing that touched me. Nope, nobody did. And that's not to say my dad wasn't a great preacher. He was. What stood out and what people came back to again and again in their comments And in their reflections on my dad was how he cared for them. How he came to the hospital when this person was in an accident. How he continued to check up on them. How he remembered that this was their favorite thing and actually got it for them. Just because. That's the kind of man my dad was. It's also the kind of woman my grandmother was. And it's the kind of person that I strive to be. Again, I fail horribly at it. But I continue to try every day. So as we're starting to move forward, I wanted to kick off this with this topic just because it's been on my mind. But moving forward, one of the things that I'm really excited about, I've got a couple of conversations that are going to be coming up here in the next couple weeks, um, trying to find some ways to help you do the best that you can and be the best that you can. And I'm very excited to actually uh, have a couple of authors on um, that we're going to talk about some of their books and how, how these things connect to us um, in music ministry. And I'm really looking forward to... Helping you be the best person. Helping you be the best music minister that you can be. Making sure that you're taking care of yourself. How you are balancing. And there's, there's no perfect 50-50 balance. There's not. But making sure that everything is in alignment for you. My most recent blog post I wrote about, how are you doing? It's a question that we ask ourselves or ask others, I should say, more than anything else um, on a regular basis. But do we really, really know the answer or want to know the answer? If somebody came up to me and said, how are you doing? And I responded with, man, you know what? My children are a pain. We're really struggling And I just laid everything out there. (laughs) What do you think the response is going to be? For most people, it's going to be I'm sorry, I asked. But I really want to know how are you doing? Because this is for me, as someone who has served as a church musician, as one who has a heart for church musicians, I want to help you. I don't have all the answers. No way. But I want to help you. I want to be a sounding board for you. I want to be an encourager for you. To help you serve the best way that you can. Because whew, here's the reality, folks. The last two years have been stressful. And ministry in and of itself, in, in quote-unquote normal times, is stressful and all on its own. But coupling in everything else that's gone on over the last two years... It's tough. And so I want to be here for you. I want to be that encourager and help you. Creating tools and resources to help you not only be physically healthy, because that is important. We have to take care of ourselves. We have to make sure that, um, you know, as the uh, idea of an airplane is, put your own mask on first before you help somebody else. Making sure that you are having strong and healthy relationships, not just with your spouse or your significant other, or your children, or your family around you, but also just relationships with other people. Making sure that you are mentally and emotionally healthy, that you have that outlet to deal with the stress and the struggles that go on around you. But also, most importantly, how are you staying spiritually healthy? Because there were many times for me where the only time I was opening up a Bible was to look for scripture references to go with a song and not for my own personal growth. So I hope you check out what is to come on the website, churchmusicmakers.com, on the podcast, and I would love to have you share it with other people that you know who are in music ministry that would benefit and be blessed by it. So thanks for tuning in and I will talk to you next Tuesday.